What's going on, everybody? We are back for more shoot the shot action. Mede, it's been a minute. We really, I mean, we didn't have a Super Bowl, a post Super Bowl episode for the people. Uh, I think we were okay with that because, to be honest, both of us were kind of tired of talking about football. I think so. With that being said, let's get into the XFL. Uh, <laughs> just kidding. We're just coming at you with another football league. <laughs> Jim Nance here with my good friend, Tony Romo. But yeah, I don't have any interest in covering the XFL while we brought that up. Let's just get no. it. The only person I know is Cardell Jones, I believe. So here's my thing about it real quick. You think about how many players are in the NFL. There's 32 teams, 53 players, give or take with practice squad, whatever. Mm-hmm. So that's hundreds of players. And then we're taking the next hundred like level of talent. It just it doesn't add up. I don't care that they're allowed to give each other CTE quicker or whatever their rules are and you can score more points. I don't know. All I know is they're trying too hard and I'm going to wait and see if it makes it past one season. Yeah. There's so many different rules that I really just don't understand what's going on. But and I just don't know if we need more football. Maybe that yeah. makes me un-American to say, but I mean, we just had football straight on TV from the end of August all the way through the first week of February. Can't we yeah. just, can, we, we, we can take some time off. We don't, there's need... something to look forward to when it gets to like August, September time, I think. Exactly. You yeah. know, and you got the draft, which is of course, you know, this huge, big event too. And, oh yeah. And all that stuff. So, um, but how are you doing other than the, the football things? So other than my <laughs> apparent disapproval for the XFL, yeah. uh, I'm doing pretty good. Um, we're just kind of hanging out. Nothing too much has really changed lately. Um, it is February, and if you remember from our previ- previous episode, we consider this as the top cream of the crop as far as months go. Yeah, we've got both of the Shoot the Shot hosts' birthdays coming up. Yeah. Hyped hey, up about that. Your birthday's on Saturday. Mine's the following Tuesday. But yeah. they're close enough. Hashtag Mamba Year. Hashtag Mamba Year. Rip Kobe. But yeah, how have you been? I feel like I should ask. Let's be let's be polite. I'm sorry yeah, about so, that. How no, have no, you been good. in the past week or two that we haven't talked? I've been okay. Um, I've been dealing with some car stuff, as you the know. The worst. The worst uh, kind of stuff. Yeah, and it's just like annoying nagging stuff that like just doesn't it's not necessary but it had to happen i guess uh yeah somebody hit me in a parking lot and you know Uh. my car is drivable so i'm driving around with this nice just red streak across my nice white car (laughs) you just got this too right it's a new oh yeah so i got the car about it'll be three weeks ago on thursday and uh this happened two it was like a week and two days after oh I bought the goodness. car. The check didn't even clear yet. Yeah, I was so mad. And I'm still mad about it because now I have to lose my car for a week. So while well, it's getting a new door and new um, fender, you know, all that stuff that I don't have to pay for because the other guy's insurance is going to do it. For yeah. Me. Thankfully, he had insurance and like admitted. Yeah. That's I know true. you can get unlucky with that stuff. Um but yeah, that reminds me of my sorry not to bring up my lovely girlfriend again, but she recently bought a car like earlier in this year 
or I guess past year, early 2019. You don't care when it was, but she mm-hmm. bought it. And then like within a couple weeks, hit a deer with it and like wrecked the front oh, end. And then like so much worse. had another incident where her car got backed into. So she had to get an entirely new hatch. So it's just like, oh gosh, really unfortunate timing. And then to, yeah. for this to happen to you, it's like, I guess everyone I'm close with, they have issues with their car. So. The moral yeah. of today's episode is don't be friends with me unless you're a big uh, motorcycle fan. <laughs> or do you just ride a bike everywhere? Yeah, or just <laughs> Like walk. a non-motorized bike. Climate change. Save the world. I don't know. <laughs> or if you are still on horseback. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a big Pony Express guy. Yeah. Yep. So, oh, and then also I wanted to tell you that um, I'm getting a haircut tomorrow. And it's oh. not, it's not at the the weird haircutting place where you go into a back room and they like, shampoo your hair. It's a barber. No, no, so no Robert Kraft <laughs> for you. That's... It's yeah. It's just a straight up barber this time. Um, no secret hot towel room. Well, the last time I went there, the, the woman that cut my hair absolutely just, I don't know what she thought she was doing. I think it might've been her first day cutting hair Butcher. ever, ever like literally ever, not even her first day on the job. Just first day ever cutting hair. And uh, <laughs> first day holding scissors. Yeah. She goes, would you like the MVP? Which is like, that's where you go, like get the shampoo. And I was just like, no, <laughs> I just want to leave. She probably put it in your eyes. I, she like cut a piece of my bangs out and like, well, my bangs, I, I don't know if that's a thing for guys. Um, no, it but is. like, it was like, <laughs> there was just a, a, like a bare spot <laughs> in the front of my head. <laughs> I was literally, I called and my she mom. she was okay after. with it. She didn't oh, yeah. say anything. I was like, "What could she possibly be looking at my head right now and think, yeah, I'm doing a good job. <laughs> I would put my name on that and put it on the website, put it on the so, Instagram story. Yeah, so I'm never going back. It's been about a month and two weeks since I've gotten my hair cut because yeah. of that. It was just traumatizing. PTSD oh, is real. <laughs> Post-traumatic haircut stress disorder. Had <laughs> an H at, in there. Somewhere. I do funny funny story about that you sent me a selfie because you were so upset about that haircut and uh, i want you to know that that is your contact picture on my phone now so oh my god <laughs> never calling you when you're in public no it's fine that's my, that's <laughs> my that's my theme in my phone is to just take pictures that i think are funny for all my okay. friends contact uh, so i don't feel bad okay i'll try not to but i'm gonna i kind of want to see it this weekend when, oh. when you come down so I would love to show you. All right. So let's, we're going to talk some NBA today, Midday. Are you excited? I am very excited. I love basketball. It's the only major sport on right now. So um, this is really the peak for the NBA this February through June, really, stretch, depending on what team you're a fan of, because not ours. There's 28 teams that will not be playing in June. The Cleveland Basket Sporters are one of those teams. <laughs> Yeah, the uh, despite making that big trade for Drummond, which we'll talk about in a minute here, I don't think it's going to help them, um, you know, jump into the playoff picture anytime soon. No, no. Um, so let's talk about I think the biggest trade, um, you know, of deadline day. We're gonna call it um, the Warriors trading D'Angelo Russell, um, Jacob Evans, and Omari Spellman for Andrew Wiggins, a top three protected first round pick in 2021 and a 2021 second round pick. Um, 
and also a washing machine. I think I read. Yeah. Um, just nope, nope. Just kidding. It was a dryer. Just a dryer. Okay. Just a dryer. That's not weird. A they got a dryer, not a washing machine. Okay, so that is weird. But I mean, for Amish people, a dryer is just you know a rope. Cheating. <laughs> Cheating. Cheating. Well, I mean, what do you think about this trade? I've got my opinions. Uh, maybe, maybe give me a who you think won the trade, and then talk about it a little bit. Yeah. Okay. So, I think it makes all the sense in the world for Minnesota to do this move, um, because I think their main objective right now has to be keeping Carl Towns happy. So, I think bringing in one of his best friends, allegedly, I'm not close with either of these guys, but bringing in one of his better friends seems to be a good place to start for for keeping him happy and wanting him or influencing him to stick around longer than mm-hmm. you know this year. But, um. Whether or not you think D'Angelo Russell is an upgrade from Andrew Wiggins as far as like an individual talent, you know, like that opinion differs. But because like side by side, their numbers are you're pretty similar. If you kind of like do a blind test, you know, like take the picture away. And yeah. Pure numbers. Um, I think a lot of people lately would be surprised to realize like the production that Wiggins looks to be putting up. But like the, the issues with him is he's, you know underperforming versus his his draft position i guess right and his overall hype i mean just coming into the league i mean he was we we watched him play you know at walsh in high school and right at the time everybody was you know hailing him as the next lebron Mm. um which you know we've mentioned in the past never a good idea to do for a 17 18 year old kid um but and Real quick, Wiggins is a year older than um, Russell and Towns, correct? Yes, he I think is. he was drafted in the year he was drafted. We traded him, and then the next year they picked Towns. I right, think. correct. Okay, That's the so, fourteen draft was Wiggins, yeah. and then fifteen was Towns. Towns, and then Russell actually went two in that draft, right to the Lakers. So that's true. You're I I also getting that. a younger player who is arguably better if you're the Timberwolves. True, true. And I think, I mean, the reality with them is Minnesota and Andrew Wiggins, it was never really a perfect marriage. I mean, they didn't draft him. They traded for him with the hopes that he would be this two-way star that he was supposed to be because he had all these physical tools. Mm -hmm. And he's really just not that great of a defender like he was projected to be. Um, Mm -hmm. But on the flip side, for the team he's going to, I think he could work out really well for the Warriors, especially when they get all their pieces back, because it's a situation where he won't be like asked as much as he was in Minnesota, because obviously the Warriors still have Steph and Clay and Draymond and their whole thing. And I think if they can get Wiggins to buy into their whole, you know, identity that they've built up over the, the last basically 10 years now. But if they can get him to buy in, I don't see a reason why he can't be, you know, everything that Harrison Barnes was for them back in like 2015 when they won right. the 73 games. If not, maybe even a little better. Right, exactly. And I think it's more of like he's not going to be Kevin Durant, but he might be able to be Kevin Durant numbers wise for, you know, 10, 15 games per year. Mm-hmm. I mean, he could put up 30. He's put up 30 before. He's just got to get hot. He's just the thing with him in Minnesota was always he looked disinterested at times and wouldn't put in all this effort. And 
going back to how you mentioned we watched him in high school, I, like maybe it wasn't just because he didn't have to try. Maybe that's just his personality. Because I remember watching that game, and he did not look like he was given 100% even back then when he was 17. Uh, but then he, you look at the stat line at the end of the game, he had like 28 or 30 points or something like that. So it's like it's just always kind of come easy to him. Yeah. I, it's just you can't really get away with that in the NBA and be a superstar. Right. And sometimes, I mean, all you need is a change of scenery. And this is the first time that he has been able to, you know, move on from that Minnesota um, scene that he's been in, you know, his entire career. I mean, look at what happened with D'Angelo when he moved from, from LA. I mean, they said that he was immature and, and a lot of that was, you know, the whole Nick Young incident. Um, But they said that it wasn't just even that. It was just how he acted, you know, on the floor, in the locker room. Uh, and then they move him to, was it, Bro- it was Brooklyn, right? Brooklyn, so he's already right. been on four teams and he's 23, about to be 24 years old. Yeah. And this is one of the, I'd, I mean, I would still consider him one of the more promising young players in the league. No question. I he's been an that. all-star already, right? Yeah. Last year he was. Putting up twenty one and six, and took and the and took the uh, the Nets to the playoffs. Yeah, he was a, a big reason they made the playoffs. A, a surprise, really, making mm-hmm. the playoffs last year. They were like the sixth seed, I think, too. Honestly, yeah. Uh, so I think both teams really. I mean, Minnesota got the best player in D'Angelo, and I think that was that was pretty obvious. Um, yeah, but. I think Golden State looked at it as it was a move that they needed to make because, you know, when Clay and uh, Steph both get back, you're looking at, you know, kind of a small lineup. And if you're running Draymond at, you know, 6'6", six, 6'7", six, six, at the four, and uh, you've got Steph, uh, D'Lo, and then Clay are like 6'2", six, 6'4", six, and 6'7", six, 6'6". Six, six. Yeah. It's kind of a small lineup, and I think that they just wanted to get a little bit bigger, a little bit more athletic, maybe. Yeah, and I think uh, kind of hidden in this is the, the Warriors did get that first-round pick for 2021. That's a good get for someone, you know, when you're already getting a good player, good young player in Andrew Wiggins, and then you got, you're only giving up D'Lo to get a first-round pick back. is uh, It could be big, and it is only top three protected. So Right. Which that would be insane if, you know, maybe Minnesota's not horrible, but they're still like in the lottery and, you know, projected like eight, nine, ten, and they somehow sneak into that three and they get their pick back. Yeah, true. Very true. Could be, and at the very least for the words, it's an asset to trade. I mean, a first round pick, that's even if it's protected, but that's definitely, they could. Something they can use. I mean, next year because if everyone's healthy, that's still a playoff team, the Warriors. So yeah, oh yeah, you know they've got some good chips. That was a good deal. I think it's a great deal for both sides. I like that yeah. trade a lot on both yeah, sides I, of the coin. I definitely agree with that. So let's move on to the you know the hometown trade. The Cavs picking up Andre Drummond from the Detroit Pistons, and all we gave up was John Henson, Brandon Knight, and a 2023 second round pick. Um, which is a roughly a high school sophomore right now. Yeah. So, and it's a second round 
it's a second rounder, so it's kind of as useful as a poopy flavored lollipop. Sure. I mean, what do we what do we think about this, Meta? Or what do you think about this one? So, yeah, I've been asked this question a lot, and I I honestly like the move. I know that isn't maybe the unbiased fan writer, you know, media member opinion, but I think it's a great move because we gave up nothing. I mean, respect to John Henson and Brandon Knight. Brandon Knight's been wearing a suit most of the year. John Henson plays 12 minutes a game, and I like him when he's out there. But, I mean, the key is none of those three things we sent out were were crucial parts of our future as a franchise. And we got back an all-star, an all-NBA caliber center who, you know, is coming into this team averaging a career high in points this year. I think it's, I mean, it's essentially 18 points per game. And... What is he average? Like 16 rebounds leading the league and rebounding. I think 15, yeah, 15 or 16. Yeah, but he's definitely leading the league. So he's, yeah. he's a force on the boards, and he has been for his entire eight year career. He's led it three previous seasons, led the league in rebounding three previous seasons. And in addition to that, he's currently in the midst of his seventh consecutive season leading the league in offensive rebounds. So I think that provides an incredible amount of value even if you don't really see it on the stat sheet as far as scoring goes. But like rebounding is kind of a lost art in the league now. So I think adding the best rebounder cannot be a bad thing, in addition to the rebounders we already have with Tristan and Kevin Love. Definitely, you know, questionable when they not, not I don't want to say questionable because with what we gave up for him, it was like, okay, yeah, like I'll take that. I mean, as you said, it's arguably one of the league's best centers. Um, he reminds me a lot of Orlando Dwight. Yeah. A little um, less athletic, but maybe, definitely. yeah, maybe less, um, yeah, less athletic and less like blocks, but right. just how active he is on the glass. Um, they just kind of gives me that, you know, that Dwight Howard feel to him. The, the one thing that I was kind of questioning was just, I, you know, and I texted this to you and I said, so, our top four guys, like salary wise, are yeah. Larry Nance, who's making twelve million dollars a year, power forward. I'm fine Tristan, with that. Tristan Thompson making eighteen million dollars a year, center. Kevin Love making twenty eight million dollars a year, power forward, and then Andre Drummond making twenty seven million a year, center. So our four highest paid guys all play the same position, and you can't play more than two of them at a time. Right, especially not in this current NBA. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's where a lot of people have the biggest issue with this is Drummond is by no means a modern NBA center because he's he's not an outside threat. And I hear that and I get that. But we have – my counter to that, I should say, is we have Kevin Love, who is a good rebounder, a good post player, but an exceptional outside shooter. So we have the the floor spacing capability as far as the bigs go. Um, with the money thing, I know Drummond is a little expensive, and he does have um, that player option for next season for twenty eight million, which I guess the rumors are he's he's going to pick that option up because um, nobody would pay him more than that in free agency, right, right? Because you might as well wait a year and um, feel it out. And he is, you know, not an outside threat. But Tristan comes off the books after this year. And maybe this move means we're not going to re-sign Tristan Thompson. So that's 
he's out the door. Thank God. <laughs> Thank God. I, you know, thanks for the title, Tristan, but <laughs> I still, that being said, I don't think they should buy him out because I don't want him going and helping somebody else this year. Right. Right. But that's, maybe that's just a little selfish. Um, but yeah, back to Drummond. He's only 26 years old still. So let's say we do view this as a long-term option. So we have a 26-year-old who is durable as any big man in the league right now. If you look back in his career, I mean, besides his first year, he's played, I think, 78-plus every single year since. So he's out there every night. Which, that's the best – What's that? what would we say that's the best attribute is durability? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You can't help <laughs> if you're on the bench in the suit, you know? Yeah. So – but, yeah, so we have him. I mean, he's got what? How many – like, what did you say? I mean, he's – the prime is cons- – considered 27 to like what 31 32 yeah yeah 32 and with someone like this he doesn't i mean his game's not predicated on athleticism or quickness he's just a big body with a knack for the basketball and that's not going to age you know so like he'll be useful if if we do sign him for an extended contract i would be interested to see moving forward what kind of numbers that that contract would be but that's something we could think about maybe after next year Mm mm-hmm so let's say we have him locked up. We have Kevin Love, who I think it was like a foregone conclusion the last year and a half that he would be off the team. But now we still have him for a few more years under contract. So you have Kevin Love and Drummond. That solidifies the two bigs. Right. Um, and then you, we, we finish off this tank maybe this year. We end up with another top three, top five pick and maybe go get a solid – I mean, honestly, anything. I don't know. You just kind of take the best available sometimes with the draft. Right, right. Maybe not another guard, but... <laughs> Hopefully not, but <laughs> this this draft is not not very... How do I so, want to say this? Franchise-changing yeah. caliber player heavy. I was I looking... Yeah, I was looking at... I don't mean to cut you off, sorry. No, no, go um, ahead. I was looking at one of those websites that, you know, it's called Tankathon, and it specializes in, like, you know, the draft for... Oh yeah, um, the NBA and and the NFL, and the top three players are uh, Wiseman from Memphis, Edwards from Georgia, and then Lamelo Ball. Yeah, yeah. And Wiseman doesn't take any threes whatsoever, or play college basketball. Right, suspended. So it's like <laughs> both Lamelo and this Edwards kid are shooting like below 30% from three. And that's in the, at the college level, like guys struggle moving from the college line to the pro line that shoot well in college. Sure. Sure. So if you don't shoot well at the college line and I don't know, I mean, LaMelo might be shooting from the NBA line already since he's playing overseas. Um, but he is six, seven. And I don't know if maybe you throw him in there and you, you start, you know, him and Darius, and then maybe start to bring Sexton off of, off of the bench, where we all think that that's where he's going to end up thriving for his career, anyways. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I just don't. I don't know if I really like anybody all that much in this draft. No, I don't. I mean, outside of Wiseman, who I think is like head and shoulders the best prospect, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Um, I mean, there's a kid from Dayton that's like the closest thing to fitting our need at like a small forward spot. Uh, Obi, I think Obi Toppin, I think is his name. Yeah, yeah. He's like six nine. He's got an NBA body, so that's attractive. I, okay. I don't, you know, I don't know much. I, admittedly, I have not watched much college basketball this year, but yeah, 
you know, as far as the draft goes, you just kind of take the best available. But you add that into our, you know, Sexton Garland. But then you got four talented young, young guys in addition to Kevin Love and Drummond and then, you know, Larry Nance, Jetty coming off the bench, whatever. And I mean, that's by no means a title contender, but, you know, we could sneak in the playoffs as a six, seven, eight seed. And maybe that makes you a little bit more attractive free agent Mm -hmm. destination. And I mean, at the very least, it makes the owner happy because playoff games mean more games, more money. I just don't know what this fan base expects. I mean, we kind of hit the lottery with having LeBron James. We're just a small market team and we don't compete for titles consistently. I mean, it's it's a fluke. You have to be okay with making the playoffs like that's a winning season. Right. I mean, as depressing as that sounds being an NBA purgatory, but you've got to get lucky like you know, teams like the Raptors and the Bucks have gotten where, yeah. I mean, the Bucks have Giannis who, you know, you could say we had LeBron for all those years. That's our, that's our, like LeBron for us is their Giannis right now. It's just in a different era. Right. Um, and then, you know, Toronto just has kind of built a good culture and got guys that like wanted to stay and not that Toronto is a small market, but like, I mean, it's the only team outside of the the USA, right? Uh, but they've built a good culture, and you know, have guys like Lowry and now Siakam, who you know have obviously bought in. And then you know, you make a big move to go get a guy like Kawhi, and sure, he's gone after a year because he doesn't want to stay in Toronto. But you got a championship out, so it's like oh, you yeah. just gotta you just gotta play it out and hope that you know you honestly get lucky. No, there's definitely a lot of luck involved. And I don't think – I wouldn't consider Toronto a free agent destination. No. Um, I think there's only like six teams that I would consider that. I mean you got like the two L.A. teams. The Knicks think they are, but they're not. No, they're not. Um, <laughs> the they Heat, just think, I'd say. The Heat for sure. People love Miami. They love the uh, the Florida tax setup too. Down Boston, there. definitely. Uh, Boston because of the history. And then, you yeah. know, like obviously Memphis. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> No, the other but one yeah. would just be a team Houston, that, I mean, who's hot, you know, right? Right. If you've got yeah. a good player, like like Milwaukee is still, I wouldn't even say, a, a hot no, free I, agent destination. Yeah, I haven't heard anybody say, I want to go play with Giannis because he's sitting here saying, I don't want people to come play with me, basically. He's like, yeah. this is... I guess you'd say the Nets because of just you know, what they just did. Maybe that's... Yeah. And there's one, like but... this whole, the new stuff with the NBA is like, you got... Uh, owners and agents telling you how much money you can make outside of basketball. So that's where the Knicks and the Nets think that they're attractive because New York. It's a <laughs> nobody market. wants to be on the Eight Knicks. It's people. hilarious. I love it. Nobody wants to be on the Knicks except for power forwards, evidently, because yeah, decided to sign six of them this offseason. Right. So um, I think that wraps it up for for trade talk. At least minute we just talked about that big one, and then the Cavs one. Obviously, um, you know, we didn't really get to get to the Igadala trade and uh the marcus morris trade maybe but um we'll see how they do maybe get back to them yeah i don't week or two if we would let me just like yeah i'm just gonna give like a 45 second synopsis on both of those combined i don't really think either of those two do anything like push those teams over the top i mean iguodala is 36 years old how much he can actually offer besides like a good locker room presence and a, a guy who knows what to do Remains to be seen, and I don't think Marcus Morris is anything. I think he's a volume shooter and a ball stopper on offense, and he just kind of does what he wants. And, you know, at the very least, he's, he's an eighth man off the bench for the Clippers. So that's yeah. all I have on those trades. 
Yeah, Iggy's kind of reminds me of like you know Richard Jefferson when he was on the Cavs in 2016. Exactly, I definitely agree with that. So, but moving into All Star Weekend, uh, starting on Friday, we've obviously got the Celebrity All Star Game. I'm not gonna you know tell you who's playing in that or who who are picking for that because are there any celebrities in that? I briefly glanced at that. I so here's the thing with that is I just get so mad watching some of these people play basketball yeah how uncoordinated human beings can be like it's so it's so awful and i mean you got like like quentin richardson and darius miles are two guys that are in this one darius Uh, miles former cap great (laughs) hilarious uh but then like other than that i honestly couldn't even tell you some of these people i mean kane brown ronnie 2k Quavo, chance the rapper <laughs> so, and then Friday, um, the NBA Rising Stars game happens at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, just got, and that's, and they always do that, which is the uh, the U.S. team versus the world team. Midday, I, you know, think that I'm going to go with the the world team here. Um, they've just got, you know, guys like Luca. Shigel just Alexander and Alexander, excuse me, uh, DeAndre Ayton, RJ Barrett. So I think they've got a little bit of a better core. DeAndre Ayton, I forgot he was from the Bahamas. That's right. Yeah, I guess that's not America. Uh, yeah, I don't think the U.S. team has a ton of talent in that game. So I would probably go with the world team too. Haven't done a ton of research. I was going to boycott that game entirely because they didn't pick any of these young Cavs players. But, oh, I know. But finally, I, Tyler Hero, I think, is hurt, so they called Sexton out of the blue and was like, hey, I guess you can play now, buddy. I mean, for God's yeah. sake, he's averaging 20 points a game in his second year. Like that's. And impressive. they didn't even invite him. It's like, I know he's, he's not a great assist guy, but come on. He's outscoring right. most of the guys in that game. Right. So moving on to Saturday night, um, starting at 8 p.m., you know, that's kind of the big, the big night. Um, that fans have really gotten accustomed to just because of the three point shootout, the slam dunk contest being so big. Um, but we started off with the Taco Bell skills challenge. Shout out Taco Bell. Back Shout to out that, TV. Back to that top five when we named our top five Taco Bell items. Oh. Um, but the participants in this one include the reigning champion, Jason Tatum. Uh, Bam Adebayo, Patrick Beverly, Spencer Dinwiddie, Shigilgis Alexander, said it right that time, Chris Middleton, DeMontis Sabonis, Pascal Siakam, and then Derek Rose was actually supposed to be in this, but he is injured, um, so he is getting replaced by Shigilgis Alexander. Uh, Midday, I have a trivia question for you. Ooh, I might not know this. So... In the skills challenge history books, okay, so dating back to 2003, there has been one repeat champion, okay? I'm going to – would you like multiple choice or you just want to guess? Um, I can just guess, but you can finish the question. So there's been one repeat champion. Who is it? Ooh. Um, I think I actually know this. It's not LeBron. Should I give you the dates? It's a guard, isn't it? Yeah, it tell me the dates. Tell me the dates. It was 2006, 2007, both of those years. It was actually a back-to-back. 
06, 07. Ooh, that really makes me want to say Steve Nash, but I don't think it's him. Ooh. I know he won one of them at some point in that time. I'm going to guess uh, Steve Nash. I don't think he it's won right, though. in 05. He won in 05, and that was it. Oh. Was it D. Wade? It was Wade. Wade, yeah. Wade I'd... won back to back. I was close. I figured yeah. maybe Steve Nash went in MVPs around that time. That was you my were, best guess. You were very close. But yeah, so Dwayne Wade is the only skills challenge um, dual, I guess. I don't even know how you say that. Oh, no. I lied. Wow. Sam is a liar. Breaking news. Well, this doesn't make sense because we've got uh, co-champions in 2014 because it was Trey Burke and Damian Lillard, and Lillard also won it in 13. Doesn't so, count. There's no co-champions. Right. Like, we're giving out participation awards or we win in championships here. Doesn't count. <laughs> so, Meta, give me a pick for your skills challenge winner. Ooh, okay, so admittedly, the skills challenge was never really that exciting to me. Right. Um, lately, they've tried to spice it up by letting the big men get involved. So, I mean, that's kind of fun for what it is. But I'm definitely confident that Chris Middleton won't win. Oh. But as far as far as an actual winner, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with. Um, I'm going to go with Gilgis, Gilgis Alexander, I think. Because I think the young guys do best at this because they're tryhards and they want to like exactly. impress people. So I think he's my pick. He's, he's uh, the young blood in this. They do. They do try very hard. So there's three guys in this, actually, that could add to our um, multiple skills challenge champions. Yeah, Dinwiddie, um, right? Dinwiddie and also Patrick Beverly won it uh, way back he in did? 2015 when he was oh on my, Houston. Oh my gosh. Uh, I'm going to go with Pascal Siakam. Um, oh, okay. A big guy. I think he's long. So I think that he'll be able to, because it's a lot about like speed and then you got to be able to shoot the ball too. So I don't think Bam's going to win. Uh, I, I just think Pascal is going to uh, pull this one out against Jason Tatum. Ooh, you think it'll be a close to a back-to-backer? Yeah. Yeah. I know passing is uh, part of this, so that makes me feel like Bam is probably going to – no, Bam. Bam's actually a decent passer. Yeah, but is he going to be able to dribble up the floor and nail a three to finish it? Because that's where I'm like, I don't know. But we'll see. Um, So Dame is competing in the skills challenge. He's – no, he's not. I lied again. Um, he's competing in the three-point shootout along with Trey Young, who are the only two all-star um, participants. Uh, the three-point shootout is featuring defending champ Joe Harris of the Brooklyn Nets, former Cav. Former Cav. Uh, Davis Bertans from the Washington Wizards. Devontae Graham from the Charlotte Hornets. Buddy Heald from the Sacramento Kings, Zach Levine, the Chicago Bulls, Duncan Robinson, who is the only player on this list. I don't know. <laughs> he's a rookie. Oh, is he from where? I think he's a Michigan kid. Okay. Um, and then White guy. Uh, I, I guess so. And then Dame, yep. obviously, and Trey Young, um, both competing in this one. So, Midday, the I don't know if you heard. Did you hear? I did hear. Are you going to tell me about the rule change? <laughs> The rule change, yes. So now in the three-point shootout, there's actually going to be 27 shots instead of the original 
um, 25. Uh, the two extra balls are located in the Mountain Dew Zone, which is, like Ooh. I believe, six feet beyond the three-point line, I want to say. And it's in between the wing and the, the top of the three. So basically where Trey Young and Dame shoot every three anyway. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's like It's like setting them up to make them. What do you think about that? What's your opinion on that? I don't like it. I honest. agree, yeah. I, I like the traditional because I just hate when like you've got these records of who scored the most points in the three point shootouts. Like it used to be five balls and one money one. ball. Is it was it five balls and one money ball? Or was it or was it five was it four balls and then one money ball? So you had five total. It was yeah, four balls, one money ball, five on each rack. Yeah, I liked that so much more. And then they went to like a full rack being Moneyball rack. Yeah, and, and you could put it wherever you want. Yeah, and historically, it just ruins like all of the records that that guys had held. Right, ruins Mark Price because Mark yeah. Price killed it in this competition. <laughs> so as did Larry Bird. I, yeah, Larry Bird did as well. I was gonna ask you a uh, a three point question, but couldn't come up with one since it's dated all the way back to 1986. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I was gonna do something about you know, which team had the most winners. Ooh, that would be tough if you could name that. Um, but I think that there's a tie because a lot of the guys, like I think it's a tie with, with for three, is what it would be. Um, no, just kidding, I lied. I the, do know uh, that Larry the, Bird is a beast and won the first three in a row. Yeah, Larry Bird won the first three in a row. Uh. And then Paul Pierce also won one in 2010. So that's four for Boston. Miami also has four. Uh, James Jones, Daquan Cook, Jason Capono, and Glenn Rice. Jason Capono, former Cav. Another one. <laughs> and another one. Uh, Chicago, Craig Hodges won three in a row. Uh, and then Steve Kerr also won one. So former Cav. Lots of teams with four. So, uh, Meta, give me your three-point uh, contest winner and this is and the difference is too I believe um, it's just the top three total scorers will move on to the championship round and then um, the top scorer in the championship round is going to be the winner I like when they used to go oh, head to I head I hate that yeah what are they doing they're messing with things that aren't broken I hate when they do things like that yeah um, this is definitely a much more exciting field and event than the skills challenge I think um it remains to be seen if that those two new spots um, add to the excitement. I think it could be a total bust and everyone will just miss those shots. And I think it would be funny if that happened. Yeah. Um, I think, honestly, any of these guys can win this. I feel like Duncan Robinson is maybe um, the odd man out because he's a rookie with no experience. And Devontae Graham, too. A little bit young guy. Hasn't been on this stage. But who knows? Three-pointers are three-pointers no matter where you shoot them. I think Zach Levine is in the wrong contest, but Zach that's Levine, just me. Uh, is being defiant and not being in the dunk contest because he wasn't an all-star, I guess. Yeah. But whatever. Um, I'm going to pick Buddy Heald. I'm going to go kind of a I dark like horse. I like it. Dark horse picking Buddy Heald. I like it. Um, you know, it's tough for me because I, I want to pick Dame. I feel like Dame won't care as much. Um, yeah. 
I get that vibe a little bit. I kind of want to pick Trey, and I think I'm going to pick Trey because I think he's still in the young tryhard stage. Okay. Um, I, I, he's going to... It's only gonna, second like, year. You know? Right. He's going to, like, warm up and, like, be, like, be like shooting before he goes into, like, like all these guys come in. Some of these guys come in cold, like, just their first shots are the ones that they're shooting uh, in the contest. But I, I think I'm going to go with Trey Young here. Okay. So that brings us to the slam dunk contest, uh, which we discussed before. Uh, Features Pat Connaughton from Milwaukee, uh, Aaron Gordon from Orlando, Dwight Howard from the Lakers, and Derek Jones Jr. from the Miami Heat. Um, What we had discussed before was I think we both agreed Dwight Howard should not be in this. Yeah, he's – I mean this is a full – 10 years after the last time he was in this or last time he won it, maybe um, with the Superman Cape stuff, that was like Oh nine, 10 range. And that wasn't even, and those weren't even that good of dunks. No, (laughs) he just put a Cape on and they said, all right, well, this is awkward if we don't cheer, I guess. So, yeah. Um, Uh, But you know, Aaron Gordon, I think is going to be exciting. He, he did some great stuff when he was in it with Levine. Uh, You know, I, I, I'm going to give my pick before you because I don't want you to steal mine. Go ahead. Uh, but I'm going to pick Derek Jones Jr. because that man can fly. Ooh. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. So this is definitely a weird field, I think, for a dunk contest, um, which maybe makes it intriguing. I think this – I don't actually have this um, officially, but this might be the oldest dunk contest participant with Dwight and then potentially the whitest participant. And uh, Pat Connaughton. <laughs> so we'll have to check on that in the record books. I guess I think Brent Barry won a dunk contest. He's pretty well. Oh, my. That's uh, hilarious. But, yeah. But uh, don't sleep on Pat because you didn't know this because you said this before we, we uh, hit record here. But Pat Connaughton had the highest vertical jump at the NBA Combine when for his draft. When was he that? He was in the 40s. I do not remember when he was getting drafted. But it was Do you remember where he got drafted from? Uh, like what college he went to? Yes. He's a Notre Dame kid, isn't he? Yes. Yeah. Just yeah, making yeah, yeah. sure. Go Irish. We love the Catholics. Um, but yeah, I respect the Derek Jones pick because he can jump out of the gym. Um, I'm going to go a little different with my pick. I feel like Derek Jones maybe might be lacking in creativity mm-hmm. with the dunks. I think he's definitely got the the – the most bunnies, as the kids say. Um, I bet Dwight. Dwight's just going to have a bunch of gimmicks and probably do the same dunks he did. Lots of time. props, yeah. Oh, it's it's going to be so annoying. It's just always a little bit tougher on the big dudes like him to be impressive because they don't have to get up as much. Um, but yeah, like, Aaron like Gordon. Like go between the leg twice or something, Dwight. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Think of something new. It's not hard. I already know he's going to probably put a sticker on the backboard and it's going to be stupid. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we know what Aaron Gordon can do. Uh, because of that duel with Levine, like you said, back in 2016. Uh, interesting. I don't think he's lost anything over four years because he's still you know, a pretty young dude. Uh, so that's actually my pick. I'm going to put my money on Aaron Gordon because I okay. feel like they robbed him a little bit in 2016. And I feel like they might want to say they owe, they owe him one. So I think I think he gets the dub this year. Okay. I like that. I, I think it'll be fun. It. Definitely going to be fun. It will fun. be fun. As soon as Dwight... Is done. I think I'll, I'll. It'll be fun. 
<laughs> you don't see Dwight making it to the championship round. No, I really it. don't. And I hope that they don't like give it to him just because they like feel bad or something, or they want it to be like a nice comeback story. Like, no, dude. So that takes us to uh, the Sunday evening All Star Game, which um, is featuring Team LeBron versus Team Giannis. Um, obviously, these two guys <laughs> drafted their teams again. Uh, I'm just gonna read you off the teams midday, and then we we can talk about it. Um, if you want to talk about maybe the snubs for a minute, we could probably do that. But, I've got uh, a, a quick opinions on that. Yeah, sure. Okay, so so LeBron's team, uh, the starters go as follows: LeBron, Anthony Davis, Kawhi, uh, Luca, and James Harden. And then the reserves on his team are Damian Lillard, Ben Simmons, Nikola Jokic, Jason Tatum, Chris Paul, Russell Westbrook, and then Demontis Sabonis. Uh, rounding out that team LeBron and then team Giannis is uh, obviously Giannis, Joel Embiid, Pascal Siakam, Kemba Walker, Trey Young, Middleton um, are the reserves, Bam Adebayo, Rudy Gobert, Kyle Lowry, Brandon Ingram, and Donovan Mitchell. Uh, So Mide, who do you think won the draft? Oh, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say LeBron won the draft. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't know what Giannis is doing other than maybe he's picking the players. Uh, he picked a bad team last year, too. He honest. did. I remember that. I was annoyed by it. Uh, maybe he just wants to shine the brightest. Is Probably. I don't know. Definitely shouldn't have took Bam Adebayo as quickly as he did. I, he had to take Middleton because <laughs> you got to take your teammate. But Yeah. But you didn't have to go Bam number two. No. Uh, and he also took Embiid first, and I don't know if I would have done that. It was weird, very weird, because I feel like the Bucks and Sixers got like a little rivalry going. So maybe he's recruiting him. Yeah, who knows? Who knows? But yeah, as far as like the snubs go, we've ta- I've talked about this a little bit off the air with you. I feel like Bradley Beal, his numbers are too absurd to not be an all star. Right. Um, and then Booker for the West also has incredible numbers. And I think you what was that stat you had with Booker? Oh, um... like. No one's had his numbers and not made the All Star team. Or yeah, something. he's the first person I think with, you know, the the it was like the shooting numbers and the points per game numbers that he had to actually not make an All Star game. Yeah, like it was like twenty seven uh, and fifty percent. I think both those, yeah, both those guys are up over twenty seven points a game. Right. Uh, ironically, they both are like bottom ten in the league in like defensive efficiency or something like that. Which, Absolutely. Who really cares when nobody plays defense in the all-star game anyways? Yes, and that's my um, thing, the difference between the all-star game and then like the all-NBA awards and stuff like that. Right. So if we're throwing in Devin Booker and uh, Bradley Beal, Midday, who are we replacing? And remember, it's got to be a guard in the West and it's got to be a guard in the East. Who? So that makes it a little bit tougher. But let me look at the East guards. I can I had, name them for you. I had an answer. At it. Well, Lowry, maybe? So Lowry is the, the easy one. But I think he's had a great year. And in, in they like to reward good teams. And Toronto's killing it this year. Mm-hmm. So I get that. I'm okay with that. Um, and Ben Simmons is considered a guard, correct? Simmons is technically a guard because he plays most of his minutes there, but he's six foot ten. Right. 
So it looks like it's Kemba, Trey Young, Kyle Lowry, um, and then Ben Simmons, and I think Jason Tatum. Is he considered a guard or is he? That's what I was gonna. I was gonna ask that. Either way, I, like I feel like one of the Celtics guys, maybe, but I think I would give the nod maybe to Tatum over Kemba. Uh, I haven't seen Kemba's numbers, so don't quote me on that. But yeah, I I do think that you know. But for me, it's between Kemba and, and Lowry, I think, to, for Beal to replace uh, somebody in the East. I think it would be one of those two. Yeah. Uh, Kemba's averaging 22 a game, four rebounds, five assists. Uh, um, what, the third seed? Right. Celtics. So, so yeah, not, I mean, it, it makes awful. sense why they had a couple All-Stars. Right. And the Wizards uh, and then, had none. <laughs> yeah, but... I don't know. I mean, and then Lowry. I guess Lowry is my pick. I mean, he's averaging 19.8 a game, uh, shooting 42% from the field, four and a half boards, seven and a half assists. Yeah. And it is tough because the Raptors are on like a like a 14 or like 15. game win streak, 15 game win streak right now. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know. I mean, I feel like you still got to reward a guy. Like, it's not his fault that he's on the Wizards, you know? It's almost like you're promoting he's- him to demand a trade. <laughs> He's literally scoring almost 30 a night, and you're just telling me he's not one of the 30 best players in the league, or 24, 24 best player. It's just something about that, and maybe it's the whole having to go positionally because, like, I don't know. Which is the problem, and and I think that we, you know, you and myself and, and Paul McClellan, our friend, have kind of talked about just, you know, if you're going to not even – like if the if the conferences literally mean nothing when it comes to the game, then why do we need to have conferences at all when it comes to the selection? Yeah, yeah, and I mean, they say they want equal representation, whatever the hell that means. But there's no Cavaliers, so it's like you're just alienating entire teams. So yeah, I mean, if you don't have, there's no Sacramento Kings, so it's like, I mean, it's just how it works. I want entertaining basketball the all-star game sucks anyway as far as like competitive basketball goes let's just have players who can do highlights and kyle lowry's not really one of them sabonis not really one of them bradley beal more likely to put up some highlights make 33s whatever that's my main thing same with book yeah right Booker can light think- it up get get hot in an instant i don't know yeah i think booker for me would replace chris paul uh He's averaging like 17, 5, and 6. But I love Chris Paul. Yeah, and I do too. And I, and I think that it's it's really impressive to see that, you know, the Thunder traded away their iconic, uh, their most iconic player in franchise history probably and uh-huh. are still in the playoff hunt. So, yeah, they're, they're probably going to make the playoffs. Right, it's, and it's impressive for sure. But, you know, I'm not looking at, like, hey, we got to get these leaders on the team into the All Star game. Like, okay, sure. sure. And <laughs> so, a lot of that with like the older guys, um, just to kind of wrap up the All Star talk, like with like Chris Paul, and they like do it with like Dwayne Wade, and they do it with an aging Shaq and Kobe. They just like want it for their like their out of respect career numbers, make mm-hmm. their their final All Star game total look good. So I think part of it's that. Part of it is I think Chris Paul has played incredible this year. I mean, people kind of wrote him off. I think. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. They, they said he went to OKC kind of to die. like Either to get traded to another team or, yeah. or to just pack it in and not play. But he's played. He's like, I guess they like approached him with a rest schedule and he was like, this isn't going to work. I'm going to play if I can. So I kind of respect that a little bit more out of Chris Paul. So, yeah, for good sure. for him. So give me a winner, Midday. Winner, I have to go Team LeBron. And I think they'll be wearing the number two jerseys for yes, Gianna cool. Bryant. They will so, be wearing the red, I think. Uh, no, blue. Blue Jordan brand uh, all-star jerseys with number okay. two. And then the uh, Giannis will wear red Jordan brand jerseys with the number 24 for Kobe. I like that. Yeah, I think that's cool. Uh, I, I don't think that the format of the game is is very cool. Um, no, I think we could I don't just even, the game alone. Yeah, I don't even know if it's worth explaining the new format because no. I don't understand it. So. Watch the game and maybe you'll learn it. I'm not going to sit here and tell you what it is. Right, right. <laughs> uh, support so, that. Yeah, I think I'm going to go with Team LeBron here too. I think that Giannis needs to stop winning the fan vote. Because he doesn't know how to pick. Like clearly he didn't. Clearly he didn't play on the playground in Greece. Yeah. Um, <laughs> because you just got to pick the best players, man, not the ones that you know you like more. Yeah. Sorry that you feel like rebounding is a key thing in the <laughs> start game. <laughs> Good luck with that, buddy. Yeah. So I'm going with Team LeBron as well, midday. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be a fun weekend. I hope that we get to watch some. I know we're going to be pretty busy hanging out for the first time in a while. In person. In person, yeah. And got some Shoot the Shot merch. Merch. Um, for you. If the fans want some, they can just go ahead and DM us on Twitter and Instagram. Maybe we can find a way to get some. But yeah, We'll try to hook you up. Uh, yeah, we got some shirts um, for us. And I think it's gonna look it's gonna look pretty cool. They're they're, they're nice looking shirts. So I'm excited. excited. Maybe we'll, we'll get a picture up on our on our Instagram page. Maybe after the weekend. Oh yeah, we're gonna have to do that. Yeah, Instagram so, and Twitter. Ooh, the Twitter social media, the Twitterverse. <clears throat> so midday, let's go ahead and get out of here. Everybody have a blessed Valentine's Day. <laughs>